0: Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Assuminati Podcast. Yeah! Woohoo. Uncle Bobby's on it today. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Uncle Bobby, I'm Brandon. I'm Matt.
1: I, oh, I think it. you
2: missed your cue.
0: I'm
1: you Uncle your- Bobby.
0: He's Uncle Bobby. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for watching. We hope you liked the last couple episodes from the Salt Lake City Cemetery. Tis October, is it not? We got a little spooky yeah. on in. We're going to continue the local spooky Jeez, theme. He's, he's... Rocktober. Rocktober. Love it. Love it. So, this week, we're keeping the local theme, the local October spooky theme. And we're going to talk about another controversial site. This time, we're heading up north a little bit, up to Matt's neck of the woods. That's right. Kaysville, yeah. baby. Kaysville, nice about 30 miles or 30 minutes north of downtown Salt Lake, about 25 miles. As the crow flies nestled in the foothills of beautiful Kaysville, utah we bring you to a site that has been the magnet of a lot of activity negative activity to put it lightly which will be paranormal activity normal maybe okay. even that controversial spooky sad you name it uh, this site has been a magnet for it it is called Kay's Cross. The legend of Kay's Cross. The legend of Kay's Cross. So again, Kaysville, Utah. About it. Kay's Cross. So this site has changed over the years. Now we uh, doing the research, it looks like this thing was built in the 1940s. A, a big cross built out of river rock, field rock, I guess you could say, cemented together. How big
1: would you say it was?
0: It was 20 feet tall. Uncle Bobby, by pretty big, by about thirteen feet wide. So this was no small feature. Again, huge. Yeah, this uh, nestled though in the in the middle of a hollow, a holler, I guess you could say, in the foothills. A holler. A holler. holler. So it wasn't exactly all you hear now. Wasn't exactly up on a hill for all to see. So it's kind of it was kind of hidden away. But yeah, and yet it's a huge, huge feature. Again, 1940s is when they suspect this thing was was, uh, was created. 1946, for most accounts. 20 by 13. Then, years later, we'll get into to some of the, the reasons we think this thing was erected. We, we'll get into some of the, the stories and the controversies related to it. But in 1992, a bunch of crazy kids, Matt, could be you never know. You need your lawyer present for this next part? <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> this thing was blown up. So picture a 20 by 13 cross full of rocks and cement and heavy and huge, and it blew up. They estimate about 80 sticks of dynamite it took to blow this no thing up. No small feet. No small That's feet impressive. at all and uh, many many journal entries as well as reports of people throughout the town heard the blast so it was it was a large large blast we'll get into some of the details behind who may have done it the who done a little bit later so yeah, imagine the if talk you were in the relief society that week nikes <laughs> i'd say that was the talk of the town for a while for sure so we'll get into some of the the who done it who did it who made it who blew it up who's it for we're gonna get into all of that and why is it still to this day a magnet for paranormal activity. crazy activity sad activity whatever Uh, as of recent within the last year ghost adventures on the discovery channel did an episode a big enough deal for them to come all the way into small town utah to do an episode at case cross there's that much reported paranormal activity happening here i watched the episode i think you've seen it as well matt have and those guys are interesting yeah and we're not promoting discovery channel but it's it's worth a watch if you happen to already have it it's it's, yeah i
2: think if you want a high level overview of what case cross is and you know, he can deal with a little bit of cheesiness. Go ahead and watch that.
0: Yeah, ghost adventures. They give you at least a little bit of background on why that place is so creepy. And uh, again, the, the cross was blown up. So it looks a little different nowadays since then, since the year 1992. And then of course they get into their cheese and their, their, uh, their antics, I guess you could say, so watch with a grain. take that with a grain of salt. But we did a little bit more research and we have a local an actual Kaysville son. What? So, we're going to get his perspective on what he knew and what he had heard growing up. He was around. It sure. He
1: allegedly and may or may not may have done. Or may, may or, may, or, or done. may not have. May
2: or may not
1: have. Well done. How old were you in 92?
2: <laughs> I would have been 17.
1: Interesting.
2: I think. Nice. I don't know. Quick math. I'm going to write that down. Math. Yeah. <laughs> 92 early nineties. Uh, hmm. yeah. Maybe 16.
0: So we've 16 uh, year old Matt and there was an explosion. Uh, a little suspicious may or may not though. Where'd you get the Alleged. dynamite Matt? Alleged, Alleged.
2: <laughs> allegedly was,
0: uh, not sure what the limitations on that is, but Matt, I mean, t- take us back to to the 90s in Kaysville. I mean, what do you remember about this thing? I mean, it had to have been talked about amongst
2: your group of friends or Yeah, absolutely. Them. The legendary Kays cross. Yeah, growing up. That was one of the Davis County legends. Okay, so we had all sorts of buzz around the Kays cross when I was growing up, it was devil worship activity going on there, there were spirits crawling around. And when you went down into the hollow and visited the cross, you would see all sorts of paranormal activity down there. You would see teenage groups down there drinking and having a good time. Uh, But then when when things got really scary was when you were alone or only with one or two of your friends uh, down in the hollow there next to the cross. So those stories were nonstop growing up, nonstop. You would hear all sorts of things going on in the Kays Cross area. Now, I never actually went to the cross. As a teenager, this was all outside speculation Hmm. and the legend was so thick that it scared me away. I will say that it did its job. I think that part of those things were perpetuated by the groups that wanted to keep you away. But that's just uh, my speculation. Who knows? But growing up in the 90s, it was definitely a thing. It was one of those things that you, if you were able to conquer that and go down there with your friends, you have bragging rights, um, that kind of a thing. And everyone knew about it. It wasn't just one faction of the community or one group, one teenage, you know, section uh, that thought there was anything to this. It was kind of everyone knew. My parents knew my older siblings knew uh, the girl that I was dating. Now my wife knew all about it. In fact, that was in her backyard. It was essentially right there down the road. Uh, Her parents didn't allow her to go. Uh, similar to my parents, they wanted to kind of keep us pure and clean and away from the devil worship activity that was allegedly happening in Kay's cross. So those things were were there. We heard all about that stuff. Never really knowing the history of why the cross was built Mm -hmm. or anything like that. We just kind of went with the scary stories and stuck with those things. Wow. That's something now. Yeah, and that persists to this day, I have to say the kids uh, in you know, that I've got that are in junior high and high school um, have all heard of K's cross oh, okay. and K's cross activities. So we can get my- into that a little bit later on. But um, those things have persisted since uh, before my time and probably long after my time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's a legend that just keeps on giving. I think I was just going to ask you if your kids were into it or. But yeah, apparently it's just a legend that continues to get passed along and continues to grow. Now, right. Robert, I mean, Robert, you grew up in uh, north of there by about an hour. I mean, had you ever, yeah. had you ever heard of Case Cross?
1: No, yes. but, you know, keep in mind, I grew up in a small Bolivian village without TV. You <laughs> That's know, it's true. true. So in 92, I didn't hear this explosion.
0: It's a long way to go for a, in a handcart. So that, that makes yeah. sense. So you didn't hear about the explosion at all. Um no, and
1: first time I heard of it was when Matt mentioned it.
0: Yeah. And I, I grew up in Michigan. However, I spent every summer of my life out here in Utah and I, this was new to me as well. So this, this is great, but, but the legend is thick. The more research I did, the people in that area go crazy for this thing, mm-hmm. good or bad. Like Matt was saying, this is something that they, they, they talk about often.
2: Yeah. I think it is the a localized thing. thing though. I think it's more, um, Davis County, you know, maybe just Kaysville, in fact, Uh, but everyone here locally knows about the cross, knows uh, what happens down there. And many people stay away from it. They don't want to go down in there and have any of the evil spirit experiences or anything like that. Uh, And to some people, it's a draw. It draws people in there that want to experience paranormal activity or or do some some whatever they want to do down in there. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's uh, polarizing for sure. Okay.
0: Man, just right there in small town, Kaysville, Utah. Who would have known? Who would have figured? So let's talk about why. Why Why is this such a magnet? Why does this attract such activity? I mean, major ghost hunting expeditions happen here every year. They pay to come in and they put up all their instruments and see what they can find. Some film TV shows and... I mean, so it's a big deal. Uh, people know about it amongst the ghost hunting world. I guess you could say Case Cross is a, is a pretty, pretty popular place, like you said, to experience that type of activity. So, who was it built for? Why was it well, built?
1: I mean, Robert, what do you,
0: what do you have, man?
1: Yeah. So the land there is owned by a polygamous family, the Kingstons. Famous, and Famous name. In... Yeah. They're, they're known for their many wives, um, among other things, but, um, there's, there's theories about why. So one of the theories is that one of the polygamist people, and I forgot his name, but I assume he was, you know, a, a, one of the Kingston's, but that he had seven wives, he got sick of them because who wouldn't get sick of seven wives, um, killed them all, buried them around this cross, buried one of them inside of it standing vertical and then he hung himself from the cross now that's one of the legends i couldn't find anything to corroborate that story um (laughs) but i did find an interview from one of the kingstons and he was being asked about you know the history of it and he believes it was built in the summer of 1946. okay and what he remembered was there was this dude named krishna venta um who came around and you know so i wanted to know more about this krishna venta so first of all let's start about um learning about him so he was born in 19 1911, 1911 in san francisco um, his dad was an immigrant from romania and his mom was this chick from utah um he went to school in elko nevada um very glamorous place yeah and he was married a couple of times one of the interesting things about him is his name when he was born was not krishna venton his name was francis and then he came to utah so this is where our story starts so um the kingstons apparently were inviting him to come and do some lectures there in the holler of their property um, inviting their vast family um, to hear these lectures and by this time krishna had um kind of i think he'd changed his name by this point and he'd become very um interested in mormonism but i don't think so much to join the mormons but to pattern some of his things after them, essentially he ends up creating his own little crazy religion. Uh, But theory goes that this cross was built either for um, or inspired by Krishna Venta there on the Kingston property in the the Hallor. Shortly after it was built though, um, I don't think it was finished. Um, He moved to California where he founded the wkfl stands for wisdom knowledge faith and love fountain of the world um and this was a cult in simi valley california so if you've heard allegedly allegedly allegedly, well he did start it there's there's some proof that he started maybe allegedly it was a cult um, but it was a group of people consenting individuals if you will and they gave up all their earthly possessions to the group as a whole and they lived their life happily um kind of like the law of
2: constant consecration
1: something very much like that yes um most of the people that joined it were poor had nothing anyway um Mm. i imagine there was some that had some wealth though to keep them supported because they're in simi valley they've got a big mansion all this stuff they started their own like monastery they did do some good things. There was a plane crash once and they were recognized for offering aid um, to the, the people of this plane crash where you know most of the people on the plane died. Um, there was other things where they offered shelter for people, they helped feed the homeless, they helped put out wildfires. So they did some good things, um, but there was some controversy there within the group um in 1958 krishna came to an end when some guys who were former members of this group came to confront him about him you know experiencing their wives um anyways they couldn't come to terms so with dynamite they killed themselves and krishna and burnt some other people there and that's the end of the story but down the road anybody heard of charles manson um i don't know that krishna or charles ever met but krishna um, moved into the mansion for a short time it said that he may or may not have tried to take over the people there didn't like him they kicked him out and charles went off his own way moved into the studio ranch and that's a whole nother story but there's some crazy crazy (laughs) stuff and I think more people are probably familiar with Charles Mansion. it's a little bit more recent, but um, a lot of his stuff was inspired by Krishna Venta.
2: Yeah, just the fact that you can draw some of those parallels between Manson and Venta is fascinating in and of itself. And then tie that back to the local community here is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Whenever it comes an... home to Utah, it's kind of like, oh wow, look, oh, we're boy. famous now. Yeah, right.
0: And, and uh, we, as far as Venta Krishna, he, he did claim to be the second coming. Jesus Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I, mean the, I
1: totally left that out. Like he yeah, right? at one point in 1948, he said, quote, I may as well say it, I am Christ, end quote. Right. And I think at his peak, he had uh, uh, about
2: 100 followers that were pretty, um, you know, into things. I mean, it wasn't just passing, you know, people kind of had to commit and actually follow this guy, so he was pretty yeah. believable, pretty charismatic, similar to Manson.
1: And I have to backtrack. I gave some false information. Yeah, he was did. not known as Krishna Vento when he was in Utah. Okay, true. He didn't change his name till he got to California. So he was still Francis when this cross was built.
0: And we have military records to prove that. Um, so sure. he was he was in fact here. He was local. He was yeah. He joined the army. He as a objective conscience, conscience.
1: yeah how do you join the army is it like i well, wasn't it's, understanding to avoid, that.
0: it's to avoid i mean this was during world war ii it was to avoid going overseas in the draft you would join the yeah. army and then say it's against my religion yeah for religious reasons i can't yeah. do this so yeah there's proof he was in fact in utah there's records to prove it uh right mm-hmm. man and then the connection to manson his group i found interesting saw the craziness within Manson and kicked him out. So I thought, okay, yeah. even though yeah, he does, I think they were legit in a claims, lot of ways. He claims to be the second coming. He claims all of the spaceship stuff. Okay. He's saying some crazy things, but he wasn't, it, it didn't appear to be violent. Maybe some violations, but no, but nothing violent, but Manson took a lot of his teachings, a lot of his quotes with him into his yeah. new group and then created that whole helter-skelter mindset a little bit more violent than, than what this guy was doing.
1: Now, obviously this got thwarted because he kept sleeping with other people's wives. Yeah, that doesn't them. help. So. It'll do it. That'll get yeah. you blown up. Yeah, just yep. don't do it.
0: So, yeah, I mean, he was blown up, which is kind of ironic. The cross itself was blown up in the same manner. I wonder if there was any connection there, which we haven't talked about yet as far as the destruction of this cross. So he obviously has some Utah connections, some local connections. He obviously imprinted himself upon the local population in Kaysville, at least upon the the people who invited him there. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that's one of the theories, is this cross was erected in his honor, correct? Yeah, I think that's one of several theories, but yeah, I think I think so. So this cross, again, could have been in tribute to Krishna Venta. What were some of the other theories of why this cross was
2: created? Well, uh, so some of the things that I've heard. One specifically is that it was created just to celebrate the family Kingston. Okay. You know, there was a giant K on the cross. I think I think you mentioned that earlier, uh, Brandon. But the this is ma- maybe you didn't. Okay, yeah, the so that there was a K on the side of the cross that was pretty predominantly printed on there, somehow, or a part built in as part of the cross, uh, and. You know, it could have stood for Krishna, it could have stood for uh, K, just K A Y, the founder of Kaysville. Uh, it could have stood for uh, any number of, of things. You know, it could have been, um, you know, Kingston, K for Kingston, you know, who knows? Wow. And this was built upon the
0: Kingston's land. They were FLDS or the fundamentalist Latter day Saints. Right. Because the Latter-day Saints do not use a cross. Uh, that's not part of their imagery. However, the fundamentalists or any other groups that they had been tied to at the time may have. And so a cross wasn't completely out of the picture for maybe their own family, the Kingstons, like you mentioned. That, that's definitely not out of the picture here. Right. Or it was in tribute to Krishna or Kay. Okay, so there's several theories here as far as why it was, why it was created or who it was meant to, to pay tribute to. Wow. So who blew it up and why?
1: Yeah, Matt, who blew it up? (laughs) I wouldn't know.
2: (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, There are several working theories. I was I was definitely a resident of the county and (laughs) I was in the teenage. A teenage resident of you're a
1: teenager fact, too.
2: But but one giant uh, working theory goes against that, Robert. and, And it's that I don't have any explosives. Uh, expertise allegedly. uh, Allegedly, I've seen you blow
1: up some things.
2: Have you? In fact, I've been out in the room, yeah, (laughs) yeah, just bathrooms, just (laughs) bathrooms, and maybe some pods at work. Allegedly, I didn't have anything to do with it, but uh, whoever did used enough explosives to break through solid rock and leave that thing in a pile of rubble. and From what I've heard, investigators are puzzled that whoever uh did that knew exactly what they were doing and they couldn't pin it on just a local teenage group or you know somebody planting one pipe bomb or something in there
1: but they used enough dynamite
2: to know that they were you know what they were doing so some people claim that it was the family that was tired of people coming down into the hollow and visiting the cross um and and doing whatever they did down in there you know, whatever rituals they were trying to do, and they were tired of that, and they just blew it up themselves. Some people claim that it was the exact opposite, that it was groups that were tired of uh, the family being in town and wanted to blow up the cross to send a message. So I've heard a lot of different theories as to what the reason was or what group was responsible, but to this day, they have not solved that case. There's still Not certain who created that that mess and blew up the cross.
1: Now, if you want to know more about the haunted case cross up close and personal, it is fully monetized and you can take tours. Um, That's true. Yeah. Um, So I'm thinking we may need to take a field trip potentially, Um, but they're open every night this week. Um, on Saturday, they're doing a zombie airsoft <laughs> challenge um, at Case Cross. So The zombie air, Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I always love it when a, a good enterprising entrepreneur sees a way to make some money. Um, very exciting.
0: Might as well, right? People are sneaking onto the property anyway. Might as yeah. well monetize. Yeah, might, as well might as well
2: capitalize. People. Do it.
0: Because... Yeah. That Zombie airsoft. I mean, some of the, so we might as
2: well talk about why people still go to it today. So People have taken their lives there. Uh, all sorts of kind of creepy things have happened. And whenever there's something like that, that happens, there's always going to be a, a group of people that feel like that area is haunted or there's paranormal activity there mm-hmm. because of it. And so I think that's what still creates the draw or the mystique of this place to this day. Yeah, you see, satanic
0: rituals happen there often. They uh, they consistently find bags of like feathers and bones, things that are right. related to satanic rituals. There's an old well down there. Right. Some some kids or or maybe just a, a satanic group have uh, have painted satanic symbols upon the well. Mm-hmm. The, the, saw a the video of multiple suicides guy. yeah
1: says he went and laid on it took he he derobed, um which meant he took his shirt off and he laid on it and How he claims that? it burned across onto his back yeah wow
0: and then you have some of the locals that live right there i mean you uh, they 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 claimed to to get that feeling they they want not their kids go down there. It sounds kind of like how you grew up, Matt. I mean, they.
2: yeah, and my wife is one of those people. She currently has a rule against going down into the K's cross area for any of our kids uh, because she believes that there's a bad feeling down there. There's some bad spirits, that kind of a thing. And why be around it really if there's no uplifting feeling that you get by being there. So that's kind <laughs> of the feeling that, that she's got.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you just never know who's down there physically. Like there there could be somebody trying something. I mean, there's been multiple suicides, like you mentioned, some super sad or satanic related things have happened down there. You just don't know who you're going to come up against, who you're going to run into, what their intentions are. And so I'd say that's a pretty good rule. I I had zero desire to go there myself after watching a lot of these ghost adventures or documentaries on it. I'd probably go for a hayride. Though that'd be kind of fun with Airsoft a with a big again. group. Maybe shoot a zombie with an staff gun. That'd be kind of fun. So and maybe it's a case of you see what you want to see, you feel what you want to feel, you invite what you want to invite. So well, again, I, and I'm skeptic. I'm skeptical of a lot of this stuff. But again, when you invite those types of feelings into that area, that I mean, that, well, that could, could be a little different too.
1: Yeah. And so if you go down there looking for it, and maybe you're under the influence of, you know, some some psychedelic mushrooms or the ones from Harmon. no you're right robert uh
0: maybe you're under the influence maybe you go down there with the intent to summon those types of feelings or demons um i believe it can happen if you if you well, put enough you work
2: remember, into it don't you remember like don't you remember when you were a kid and you kind of wanted to feel some stuff like that just to kind of feel it so to for example life. for example my friend and i back in early high school maybe ended junior high i can't remember it's so long long ago but uh jeff haslam if you're listening out there jeff shout out to jeff jeff uh, in his basement we would spin backwards records to try and hear the back masking and obviously bring in uh whatever feelings we could we could get you know and we and we you know you hear what you want to hear right so we had been prepped before that to know that you know, listening to Revolution Nine on the White Album backwards would say a certain thing, and sure enough, that's what we heard. So I think there's some of that that happens. I think you go into that situation feeling like this is a haunted hollow, and we're going to feel something down in here. And if you tell yourself that, you're going to do it. It's mind over matter, right? So there's a lot of a lot of secretive groups
0: involved in that area, and then the fact that it was blown up, he was blown up. Manson was involved, not in this, but just tied to the group. I mean, when you throw him into anything, it gets creepier. So there's all all of this builds up and then you have the local legends passed down from Matt's parents to him, to his kids, this generational creepy vibe that just goes throughout. And now you have people nowadays doing rituals, unfortunate suicides, um, bringing additional negative energy to that area.
1: And people just interface with airsofts.
0: And then you monetize it.
2: Yeah. you, you can go get a hayride
0: and a hot chocolate. Hayride hot yeah. chocolate and shoot a zombie in the face with airsoft. Yeah, that's it right. It sounds
1: like good, wholesome fun.
0: That's yeah. good stuff. That's how we roll in Kaysville. So a lot of unsolved mysteries here. Who blew it up? Who created it? Who is it created for? All of that seems to be up for debate. So that's kind of a...
1: Nobody knows. An
0: unsolved mystery here
2: in the local town of Gaysville, Utah. And just another local legend that we're covering during the month of October. Love it.
0: And covered by national TV shows all the way down to local bloggers. And we, we love
2: this podcast.
0: And now the most important podcast in the world the Assumanati Podcast. Assumanati Thank podcast.
1: Thank podcast. So today, friends, we learned about a guy named Krishna Venta, Charles Manson, a big cross with a K on it. Um, there was dynamite in two different parts of this story. And so it was quite enlightening. Um, hot chocolate, hay rides. This was a fantastic story about the legend of the haunted K's cross in Kaysville, Utah. So if you liked what you heard, like, subscribe, leave some comments, I enjoy the crazy comments every once in a while, and come back next week.
2: The Thanks, end. everybody. Yeah. woo Join us at asumanati.com as well. Yeah, that too. Like and subscribe and share with your friends.
1: hmm Talk to them at the virtual water cooler. <laughs> I love it.
2: The virtual water cooler. Okay, we ready? Let's do it. Go Sparty. Rivalry week. Okay. I oh, yeah, off that's the right.
1: It's
2: too bad. <laughs> too bad. Michigan's going to wipe the walls of them. Hey. <laughs> okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> what? What are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing the Brandon start thing. <laughs>
1: Hold it. Ho. Wax on. Wax off. <laughs> you. And that's how Earth came to be.
2: So they were experiencing global warming. Mm-hmm. Some rich folks got together and thought that they should create a space race
1: and start
2: launching people into space. Mm-hmm. For intergalactic planetary travel yep. to discover and maybe colonize another world. Hmm. You're onto it, man. Yeah. Onto it. I, I wonder if that itself. would ever happen. Daddy oh. Elon
0: is gonna take oh. us there. Yeah, and it it's
2: like,
0: tra- I can't say that word. word. It's my um, tongue. It's my tongue. It's a tongue twister. It is a tongue tw- <laughs>
1: Yeah conscientious <laughs> you say it uh, you man. say it you turn oh man <laughs>
0: conscientious wow all right people at home you tried as well
1: conscientious objective
2: wow, <laughs> wow. Nah, no, no, that's that's tough you know Do- whichever.
0: Uh, yeah. Dr. Pepper uh, yeah
1: You know, it might welcome you having diet. some feelings yeah this episode so so brought so to brought you, brought you by, by diet, Dr. Pepper <laughs> Dr. Pepper that's right
0: Conscientious observer. Yep, can't say. Conscientious <laughs> objector. There we go. go. Con- conscientious
2: objector. Conscientious Conscientious. Conscientious That's right. It's like Worcestershire sauce. Conscientious Ooh. observer. Or as uh, Guy Fieri says your Sister sauce.